Welcome to Calm ASMR. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I wanted to do a reading for you. Sometimes the best way to relax is with a cozy, warm blanket. I also have a magazine, a soft cover, and a hard cover. I like magazines. you would like entertainment magazines, maybe a little down and dirty and what you don't really need to know. See you all secretly pray. This particular magazine has some good recipes. for apple pie, little apple hand pie. I will say I tried it, but I think I like my mine better. I'm probably just picky. But if it has you interested, it's real simple of apples, sprinkle it with flour, sugar, cinnamon, and a little lemon juice. Sometimes nutmeg, maybe a baker's spice, apple spice or pumpkin spice. Pour it into a pie shell. Make your own or we make them ready for you. Especially in the fall. Bond by Jella. 
food fast. So how to eat the pleasures and principles of good food. This one sounds He has a recipe for one of my favorite chocolate, chocolatey chocolate cakes. I will give you a hint. It uses dark stout beer. reading today will be from the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. This is a gigantic book. Well-loved. We'll start with the magician's nephew. Chapter 1. The Wrong Door. This is a story about something that happened long ago when your grandfather was a child. It is a very important story because it shows how all the comings and goings between our own world and the land of Narnia first began. In those days, Mr. Sherlock Holmes was still living in Baker Street, and the Bastables were looking for treasures in Lewisham Road. In those days, if you were a boy, you had to wear a stiff button collar every day, and schools were usually nastier than now. But meals were nicer, and as for sweets, I won't tell you how cheap and good they were, because it would only make your mouth water in vain. And in those days, there lived in London a girl named Polly Plummer. She lived in one of the long rows of houses, which were all joined together. One morning, she was out in the back garden when a boy scrambled up from the garden next door and put his face over the wall. 
Polly was very surprised because up till now there had never been any children in that house but only Mr. Ketterly and Miss Ketterly, a brother and sister, old bachelor and old maid living together. So she looked up full of curiosity. The face of the strange boy was very grubby. It could hardly have been grubbier if he had first rubbed his hands in the earth and then had a good cry and then dried his face with his hands. As a matter of fact, this was very nearly what he had been doing. Hello, said Polly. Hello, said the boy. What's your name? Polly, said Polly. What's yours? Diggory said the boy. I say, what a funny name, said Polly. It isn't half so funny as Polly, said Diggory. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. At any rate, I do wash my face, said Polly, which is what you need to do especially after, and then she stopped. She had been going to say, after you've been blubbing, but she thought that wouldn't be polite. All right, I have then, said Diggory in a much louder voice. Like a boy who was so miserable that he didn't care who knew he had been crying. And so would you, he went on. If you'd lived all your life in the country and had a pony and a river at the bottom of the garden and then been brought to live in a beastly hole like this. London isn't a hole, said Polly indignantly. But the boy was too wound up to take any notice of her and he went on. And if your dad was away in India and you had to come and live with an aunt and an uncle who's mad. Who would like that? And if the reason was that they were looking after your mother, and if your mother was ill, it was going to, going to die. Then his face went the wrong sort of shape as it does when you're trying to keep back your tears. I didn't know. I'm sorry said Polly humbly. And then, because she hardly knew what to say, and also to turn Diggory's mind to cheerful subjects, she asked, Is Mr. Ketterly really mad? Well, either he's mad, said Diggory, or there's some other mystery. He has a study on the top floor, and Aunt Letty says I must never go up there. Well, that looks fishy to begin with. And then there's another thing. Whenever he tries to say anything to me at mealtimes, he never even tries to talk to her. She always shuts him up. She says, don't worry, the boy Andrew, or I'm sure Diggory doesn't want to hear about that. Or else, now, Diggory, wouldn't you like to go out and play in the garden? What sort of things does he try to say? I don't know. 
He never gets far enough. But there's more than that. One night, it was last night, in fact, as I was going past the foot of the attic stairs on my way to bed, and I don't much care for going past them either, I'm sure I heard a yell. Perhaps he keeps a mad wife shut up there. Yes, I've thought of that. Or perhaps he's a coiner. Or he might have been a pirate, like the man at the beginning of Treasure Island, and be always hiding from his old shipmates. How exciting, said Polly. I never knew your house was so interesting. You may think it interesting, said Diggory, but you wouldn't like it if you had to sleep there. How would you like to lie awake listening for Uncle Andrew's step to come creeping along the passage to your room? And he has such awful eyes. That was how Polly and Diggory got to know each other. And as it was just the beginning of the summer holidays, and neither of them was going to the sea that year, they met nearly every day. I'm going to stop right there. I hope that this has found you interested in the book. Thank you for joining me this evening. I hope you sleep well. Please leave me a message at calm dash ASMR at outlook.com or Facebook page com dash ASMR. Let me know what you'd like to hear. Sleep well. <laughs>